With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He came to convince us of righteousness. I go to my father and you see him no more. Now, I can recall at one time, I don't know what church I was in, but I, I can recall a number of people standing up saying, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about all of my unrighteousness. That ain't right. That ain't right. When he said that he came to convince you of righteousness, it's not right at all. You know, we, we cannot, you know, get up and say, well, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit talked to me about all my, my unrighteousness when he came to, to talk to us about our righteousness. The, the Lord revealed, to, the Spirit of God revealed to me about all my unrighteousness. Or, you know, when they get, want to get real, real spooky, the, the Holy Spirit showed me some unrighteous things that I need to correct. That's, that's, that's just not, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. And, and see, he just keeps getting a bad rap because of religious displays that, that, that are going on. He wants that. He knows if he can convince you of your righteousness, it'll take care of anything that's unrighteous because your righteousness is a part of your identity. So let's, let's look at this. Um, the Holy Spirit convicts us that we are righteous through the new birth, all right? And the Holy Spirit, you know, like I said, some say the Holy Spirit showed me how unrighteous I was. Now, that's how I, how I operate. Now, think about that, Holy Spirit showing you how unrighteous you are. Now, think about you're born again, and the Holy Spirit is showing you how unrighteous you are. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't go together, right? It, it's like uh, the scripture uh, that says, confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. Uh, well, you certainly are not being told to confess your faults one to another so you can get condemned by the people you confess it to. The purpose for confessing your faults one to another, for Christians doing that, is so that Christians can remind one another that you're righteous, that you're redeemed, that the blood is already done, to encourage you to stand where you need to stand. It's not to, to shun you or to bring about condemnation uh, where you're concerned. So let's, let's look at this, and I want to look at it uh, out of the book of Luke, chapter 18 and verse 10, because I think this really, really spells it out here. Uh, we can never be righteous in the sight of God through our own work. We can never be righteous in the sight of God through our own work. You know, there are a couple of scriptures. In fact, let me share them with Romans chapter 3 and 10. If you look at there, Romans 3 and 10 and Romans 23, we can never, ever be righteous before God and through our own work, in the sight of God, through our own, our own work or through our own righteousness sometimes. And that's all church is most of the time. It's uh, trying to be righteous through our own work. Look at Romans 3 and 10 real quick. We'll come back to Luke 18. But notice what verse 10 says. He says, that is, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. 
Okay, not not in your own self, not in your own ability, not in your own efforts. And then look at verse 23 in Romans 3, uh, 23. And this is just showing us that nothing you can do can make that. He says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay, so all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. None can be righteous. He is talking about man outside of his faith. In, in Jesus to make him righteous. Your attempt to try to be righteous through your own efforts and your own action. You will never, ever be righteous through your own righteousness. What do you call somebody that's trying to be righteous through their own righteousness? Self-righteousness. You'll never be able to do that. Now, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to say this in a way that you'll understand without taking some weird liberties to do things that I did not say. So let's go back to Luke chapter 18, and I'm going to use this as an illustration to show you this publican and uh, uh, this Pharisee. There are two men, verse 10, two men went up into the temple to pray. Uh, The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Now, I'm going to tell you something about Pharisees. I mean, these guys, uh, they work really hard to not commit acts of sin. Now, the problem is, is that you're going to see that they have more faith in their works. Right, now, look at this, verse 11. The Pharisee stood and he prayed thus with himself. All right, now, it appears to me that this guy is going to have more faith in himself and not God, and that's going to be the problem. So he stood and he prayed thus with himself. I mean, think about that. He prayed with himself. Wait to God in his prayer. <laughs> you know, he prayed with himself. God, it's <laughs> so crazy. He prayed with himself and he talking to God. God, I thank thee. Now look what he says. I am not as other men are. I'm not an extortioner. I'm not an unjust. I'm not an adulterer. Uh, I'm, I'm, or even as this publican. So he started qualifying himself through what he's done through his own actions. He says, you know, I have faith in my own actions. I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not that. And then he looks at the public and he says, I'm not even like him. All right? Oh, so check this out. Verse, verse 12. He says, he says, I fast twice in a week. Check him out. That's, that's noble. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Wow. Verse 13. And the publican, standing afar off, wouldn't even lift up, uh, or would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Now, notice this. The Pharisee had faith in himself. The publican had faith in the mercy of Jesus. <laughs> Now, now, listen to me carefully now. The righteousness that the Bible talks about can only be obtained through faith in what Jesus has done. That's the only way to do it. You will never obtain righteousness through your actions. Not through your actions. He just called out all of his actions. And if you read the rest of this story, he said that this publican will enter into heaven before this Pharisee would. Now, you think with me. Church, as we know it, is all about doing good deeds, right? And good actions. And that will eventually be done. 
that will be done because of our heart. Our actions, ladies and gentlemen, they benefit us in relationships with people. That, that's what it's for. We, we want to have good actions. My actions benefit me in relationship with people. So you got to understand, if your actions are bad, they're going to they're gonna impact your relationship with people. People don't want to be around crazy folks doing stupid stuff. So what you do impacts your relationships with people. This is powerful. What you do in your marriage impacts your relationship with your spouse. What you do where your friends are concerned impacts your relationship with your friends. So don't say actions don't matter. They matter in the relationships that you have with people. However, they won't make you righteous. Faith in your actions won't make you righteous. They are good for your relationship where people are concerned. Now, my actions have consequences. They have consequences. If I do something illegal, I'm, they have consequences. I go to jail. If if I hurt somebody, there may be a consequence that I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore. Uh, your actions have consequences. But now listen to this. And I wrote this down so I didn't want to forget it. Good actions equal what? Good consequences. Bad actions equal what? Bad consequences. But actions cannot make us right with God. We are right based on what Christ has done and our faith in him only. I'm righteous because of what Jesus has done and my faith in what Jesus has done only. That's what makes me righteous. I am righteous because of what he has done on the cross and he shed his blood and I now have more faith in what he has done and I believe and I've been made righteous. Now, the more you believe that you've been made righteous, it's going to produce righteous behavior. Okay, so you don't have to worry about your behavior. Just believe that you are who he said you are based on your belief in what he has done. But here's, here's what people are freaking out over, over this teaching of grace is concerned. I am saying to you that your good actions will yield good consequences but your good actions alone, faith in your actions and not faith in what Christ has done, won't make you righteous. It won't make you righteous. And you can have bad actions, and they'll give you bad consequences. But if you have faith in what Jesus has done and you're righteous, your bad actions will not disannul or or, or take away your righteousness that you have obtained through your faith in what Jesus has done. You put two, you, you, you got to be careful when you deal with actions. Like the Bible says, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. He didn't say action is the victory that overcomes the world. So uh, faith without works is dead. But works without faith will kill you. Faith without works or faith without actions are dead. But if you try to act and not in faith, you know, let me give an illustration. You can't see, so that's why you wear thick glasses. But somehow you think, if I take my glasses off, then God is going to heal me. And then you go drive. 
and you, you, you kill somebody or and yourself. See, that's an action, but there's no faith in it. You have more faith in what you do and little to no faith in what he has already done. The reason why this is such a challenge in people's thinking is because religion is all about what you do. And you have more faith in what you can do for Jesus, or you have more faith in your good actions qualifying you for the gifts. Now, the thing you got to understand, Romans chapter 5, 17, I think, turn there. The thing you got to understand is that righteousness is a gift. By pure fact that it is a gift, you can't earn it. So if, if your actions make you righteous, then it's no longer a gift of righteousness. It is payment for your actions. So he said, verse 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned or ruled by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall rule or reign in life by one Jesus Christ. And this is this is this is something my religion fought me on. It's like I just got to if I keep doing good and good and good, then I'll be viewed as righteous. But do you know that's self-righteousness? And self-righteousness is unrighteousness. So there's a difference between you. Uh, there are two types of righteousness in the Bible. The righteousness, which is by works. That's where you're trying to obtain righteousness through all of your actions. And the righteousness, which is by faith in what Jesus has already done. Now, the righteousness, which is by faith, is simply that. You are righteous just because you have faith in what Jesus has done. I don't know why the church just can't settle that. But you know what keeps coming up? Even, oh, man, I think I've been preaching on grace close to eight and a half years right now, right? It keeps going back to, um, well, are you saying we could do anything? Nobody said you still have consequences when you do something stupid. If you go, it doesn't, it, it's not a license to go and sin because you're made righteous through your faith in Jesus Christ. You still have to remember <laughs> that if you go and, and do something, what, whatever that doing is, is going to have a consequence. It's going to have a consequence. What are you going to say after you get the consequences of your actions? Jesus, what happened? What do you mean what happened? Everything is permissible, but not everything is to your advantage. Why? Because everything you do has a consequence. So here's the power of, of grace making the gift of righteousness available. And the day you believe this, your, your actions are going to line up with your identity. And, 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 and notice, this is awesome. That's, that's good. When you don't do righteous actions, it's a result of unbelief in your righteous identity. The day you believe you're righteous, you're going to do right. But if you spend all your life allowing your bad behavior to define who you are, then until you change the definition of your identity, 
that came from your bad behavior, until you change that, you're gonna still gonna be you gonna you know, you can go out and just you can like a parrot, you can just quote what you learned tonight and you can just, you know, rehearse out of your mind, this is what I know. But until you come to the point where you believe, wait a minute, I am the righteousness of God. And so what happens? Belief in my identity that I am the righteousness of God, and then now I'm confronted with, uh, you know, doing an unrighteous act. Basically, it comes back to whether I believe I am who I say I am. Because you know what the deal is. If I don't believe in my heart that I am righteous, then I'm going to have the opportunity through the lust of the flesh the pride of life and the lust of the eyes for that temptation to further convince me that I'm not the righteousness of God. And don't let yourself do some unrighteous thing, then on the inside of you, you're going to be even more convinced. I just don't believe this works. I think people took grace and they just said, you know, when I'm talking like this, but that's not grace. You're preaching law. Listen, dude, let me me tell you something. There are laws that govern the spirit. I'm not preaching the law of Moses, but people are so, they're not understanding, you know, the law of gravity exists when the law of Moses was in operation, and the law of gravity exists now that the grace of God is in operation. That law did change. And and we're not an enemy to the law of Moses. The Bible in Romans talks about that the law is good. The law came from God. The law is good because it accomplished what God sent it to accomplish. It's awesome. There are some things on the inside of you. Those things are like a baby trying to kick to get out. God has given us greatness to experience and share. Our assignment is to believe it. I believe that Jesus believes I'm righteous. So I believe I'm righteous. I believe that Jesus believes that I'm prosperous. So I believe I'm prosperous. So if you ever have a hard time believing just believe what Jesus believed. In the five-message series, Holy Spirit, the Solution to Unbelief, Creflo Dollar explains the importance of our belief in Christ and the role of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, has accepted full responsibility for your change. Get this life-changing five-message series, Holy Spirit, The Solution to Unbelief, for a love gift of $30 or more. Call or go online to order today. The testimonies staff and I receive are so important to the ministry God has given us to share as a family. They are indisputable proof that God's grace is powerfully at work in people's lives that we touch. People are receiving healing from sickness and disease, deliverance from addictions, financial breakthroughs, and much more. Just take a look at this. Being an addict, that comes with the price. My name is Althea Driver, and I'm from Ruby, South Carolina. My parents were Christian parents. My father was a minister, so I am a PK kid. My last year high school I joined the military. Um, went into the army and uh, my life started there. I um got married and um the marriage was short and um I was in an abusive relationship. My husband was abusive. Out of that marriage to my daughter. When I seen myself um and my life spiraling out of control. And I wasn't able to 
keep a roof over her head. That's when I had a conversation with my parents. And, of course, bring my granddaughter home. From that moment in time in my life, I started moving around, um, pulling my way. I was introduced to Travis. And so I did. Upon trying it, I liked the way I felt. I didn't know what I was getting. But all I know is it was a good high. And uh, I found myself wanting more. It was causing me to step out of where I was at and who I was to keep this habit up. Then I started facing jail time just like it started off with go to jail one day, get out the next days, led to weeks. I experienced prison time. I was hit by um, a car. I didn't even realize um, I was hit until it was over with. It was an elderly man sitting up on his front porch. And he called me. And he told me, he said, you are not supposed to be here. He said, you need to thank your Jesus because I see everything. And he told me the story. And to see you get up, I knew it had to be a God the angels called you to blame you. I had to endure it until it was mine. My heart was stirred up, and all I wanted to do was change. I got up on Sunday morning. I was slipping through the channels. I heard this man. You feel man. And I liked what I was hearing. So I listened to him until he went on. I wasn't interested in the church, the stating how big it was. None of that fascinated me. I just wanted to hear this man. I just wanted to hear Pastor but then under grace, I am depending on Jesus Christ. He is my supply. I wrap my arms around him. He is my supply house. And when I look for help, I'm looking to him to supply me with what I need. And I'm trusting him. And I get my mind on him. And supernaturally, naturally, I begin to see myself walk in a new life and a new way that I've not known before. I've been a partner of world changers going on seven years. February of 2018, I'll have 13 years of being clean and sober. He fixed my life. He gave me a second chance. He transformed my life, all because I wanted him, and because I believed in him. And I thank you for what he brought me from. 
share your story, call in or post it online. Never underestimate the power your testimony has to impact someone else. Creflo and Kathy Dollar are coming to Charlotte, North Carolina for the Change Experience Friday, June 8th. Jesus has already taken take your healing, take your deliverance, take your prosperity. Take it! Get ready for three sessions of inspirational teaching, healing, and a transformational experience. When you have a problem with your faith, remember his faith. Hear about Pastor Taffy's radical revolution at 2 p.m. We stand eternally redeemed, eternally anointed, eternally saved. I'm telling you there is nothing that can compare to the goodness of the Lord. Amen? See Creflo and Taffy Dollar live at the Change Experience in Charlotte, North Carolina, Friday, June 8th at the Embassy Suite Charlotte Concord Golf Resort and Spa. Seating is limited and registration is free for all three sessions. Save your seat at CreflodollarMinistries.org today. If you're looking for a church home and want to stay connected to Creflo Dollar Ministries, join us at a World Changers Fellowship Church in your area. Visit us online at CreflodollarMinistries.org. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe. As seen live on the Word Network with Master Prophet Archbishop E. Bernard Jordan and Bishop Greg Davis, for a limited time only, you can receive your anointed bottle of oil for your Pentecost seed gift of only $50.50. We'll rush you this bottle of oil that's been prayed over by the men and women of God. Give us a call now at 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. Call now to receive your Pentecost bottle of oil. Your Word Network is now available on Roku. This box brings Internet television to your living room. Simply go to the channel store, select the Word Network, download the app, and you're ready to go. We're streaming 24 hours a day to provide you the best of the best when it comes to Christ edifying programming. The Bible says in Mark 16:15, go into all the world and reach the gospel to every creature. We're doing just that with our awesome new Roku channel. So be sure to download it today. The Word Network has gone social, and we would love to connect with you. Like us on our Facebook page. The Word Network is dedicated to carrying out the Lord's command to take the gospel around the world through all platforms available. Join us and see how easy it is to be an ambassador for Christ at the touch of your finger. You're watching the largest African-American religious network in the world. We are the Word Network. Coming up on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, Rabbi Schneider shares how the ironic blessing, God's personal prayer, can change your life. Stay tuned for today's episode. Rabbi Schneider is a voice crying out in our world. Here from God. 
Todd. We are so glad you have joined us, and I believe that God will speak to you through Rabbi today. God bless you and shalom, beloved ones. My name is Messianic Rabbi Kurt Schneider. Welcome today for a very important edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm going to be teaching today on what is often called the ironic blessing. What I love so much about this blessing is it didn't originate with man. The words that I'm going to be sharing with you today, this blessing actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. I think a great place for us to begin would be to read together from the book of Numbers, chapter number 6, beginning there in verse number 22, to set the stick. One collaborative invitation area where we in front of the church. Let 
pray, Lord, I want this career opportunity. I want this door open. I'm believing you for this position. And, oh, God, if you can just give me this position, I am the perfect person for this position. And it will be perfect. And everything will be wonderful. And I can step into that role. But you didn't know that some in your family was going to go crazy when it did. And if you take this position, you can mess up everything in the house. And so you're standing there like this. Anytime God answers your prayer and the opportunity presents itself, there are always opposing factors that make success not taste successful. Success will taste stressful. Because your opportunities come wrapped in opposition. You finally got situated where you can go back to school. You got your business together. You got this together. You got your life together. And here something comes up and hits you in the back of the head that says, you don't have time to do this. That's selfish. But you finally settled, okay, I'm going to be single. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm old enough now. I'm wise enough now. I've reached the point now. I can have it. I'm all right with that. It's good. I'll get me and Jesus. Get up when I want to get up. I don't have to cook. I don't have to clean. Nobody crawls the wall. Let me do. I'm good with that. And then you get home. Go. Who is this? Maybe you know who this is. Jesus said, I am not going to 
be still the winds and waves like that. He exposes the ghost. Oh, Jesus. We talk about his exposing stuff. We never tell you that God has something. God has God has Oh, my God. He could have better than my mother. My mother could have stuff to have to defend it. Mama has stuff. You have to go in the room and you have to go in the deep meditation. You have to lower yourself down to her height. And then do an aerial stand around the room. God is merciful and kind of faith to the book of Exodus. When the Pharaoh, you know how strong the Pharaoh was? You know how powerful the Pharaoh was? If the Pharaoh said something, you did what the Pharaoh said. The Pharaoh told two little women, kill every male Hebrew child born. You didn't argue with the Pharaoh. It wasn't like you were going to jail. The Pharaoh was cut your head off. Feed your kids living to you down your throat. The Pharaoh was the man. Absolute, total monarchy and complete control. And yet, these two women decided, no, we're not doing that. And so they say, lied. Yeah, I ain't gonna go into that. They, 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 they say the Hebrew women are lively, and when they give birth, by the time we know anything, the baby just jump out. Just, just, they just jump out. I don't know. Oh, some Pharaoh, he had a lot of power, but he didn't have a lot of sense, and he didn't know nothing about women, so they didn't know how to argue, so he's okay. Stupid. So now he says, watch this. He says, every male child that popped out, kill him. Before he's two years old, kill every last one of them. And God let Moses pop out and hid him in the house. Now, now don't think of your house because you've got too many rooms. This is the Hebrew slave house. Where do you hide a baby in a Hebrew slave house? Most of you have seen what African-American slave houses look like. This is a Hebrew slave house. Thousands of years ago. Where you put the baby? God is masterful and hiding stuff. They searched the dead. They couldn't find it. The baby was sitting in the house. Then he takes it from one hiding and hides it in an ark. And puts it in an ark, an ark of a mud-covered, wood-framed artifact that was made to put things in that would float and put it in the river with snakes. Your baby now. It's your baby. A newborn, three-month-old baby is floating down the river with alligators. In the tempestuous rivers of the Nile, and God hid that baby, that opportunity, with nothing around it but opposition, and God let it flow through stuff that should have healed the baby. Is there anybody in here that has floated through some stuff that should have healed you? But God hid you and you didn't make it to where you made it because you swam with friends. This didn't 
there is a cure for cancer, it's hidden in somebody's house. There is a cure for AIDS, it's hidden in somebody's house. There is a solution for your problem, it's hidden in your own spirit. There is an answer how to raise that child, it's hidden in your spirit. The wisdom you seek outside of you is somewhere down inside of you. God has put the answer to your question in your own spirit. That's why the enemy keeps you upset all the time, so that you don't have a calm spirit, so that you can search that house. But you ought to do like the woman who lost the coin and swept the floor and sweep the house. If you find what you lost, because it's somewhere down inside of you, hidden in your house. When they knew anything, Jesus is standing on stage. Standing on the stage in Jupiter, in the face, with all these people gathered around, he opens up the book and starts to preach. And they were looking for him, and he walked right past him. Like Joseph walking in the midst of his brothers, he walked right past them. They were looking for him, and he walked right past him because God hid him. And he seized the opportunity because he no longer saw him as an opposition. And the closest text, Jesus is now standing on the stage of his haters. <laughs> oh, if we had time for another cup of coffee, I could tell you. Time after time after time after time, God cleared me and moved me and sent me this way and that way. And when I looked around, I was standing on the very stage that they said they'd never had you standing on. Because it's God before you. It's more than the world against you. Do you hear what I'm telling you today? Hallelujah to God. Now he's standing on the stage speaking to all the people of the world who have gathered around him. And if you don't mind swimming through a few gators to get to where you're trying to go, you can swim your way right into the palace. You can do like Moses and be educated like an Egyptian child, though you are a Hebrew, and come out speaking in all kinds of languages with all kinds of authority and government and leadership skills that your people never got because God lets you swim through the snakes that they were afraid to swim through, and you can stand in a position of power that you never stood in before. If you can see opposition as an opportunity, you will have the power and the charisma and the education and the intellect and the articulation to speak to kings and princes because they would have killed you if they had seen you coming. So God hit you in the house and brought you up to the process and there you are standing in a place where your grandmama never thought you did and your mama never thought you did and your first boyfriend thought you'd never get there and your ex-wife hates you but look at you <laughs> It's been a dream.
joy to share the word of God with you today with every opportunity that God gives you. There is a risk that you'll have to take in order to possess it. You got the job. Now you have to produce. You got the husband. Now you have to be a good wife. Some people are so risk-averse, they won't even make a move and never find out what they were truly capable of achieving. If you've been stuck in place afraid of opposition, I want to encourage you to get moving. You will be attacked, but God has hidden grace and hidden power to assist you along the way. Just keep going. God's best for you is yet to come. Speaking of opportunities, I'd like to invite you to join me by becoming a global partner. Because of the support of GPS partners, we are able to broadcast the gospel and conduct missions around the world. To join, simply text your letters GPS and any giving amount to the numbers 28950. You can also visit us at tdjpartners.org. Thank you. And God bless you. God will use your observation to accomplish his purpose because your time is now. The real battleground is in your mind. It's never in your circumstance. It's always in your head. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's critical message. This is your opportunity on CD. Have you seven cards reminding us of God's promises? God will have your greatest moments in a Anything can happen at any time. And when your gift is $100 or more, we will add the Your Time to Sound series on USB, as well as these attractive hot and cold tumblers. Because your time is now. If you're in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today.
That's the only way you're going to make this. You got to love to fail. What you got to do? What you got to do?
but a mind stayed on you, Father God, and wanted to come first and foremost, Father, to come on a prayer call to ship fellowship with our fellow brothers and sisters. Lord God, we thank you for the life in which you breathed into our lungs this morning, Father God, and the fact that you touched our spirit and our hearts and our minds and allowed us to wake up this morning, because, Father, somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody else was not able to clothe themselves. But, Father God, you have blessed us. Be- you have allowed us once more, Father God, to come before your presence to give a thanksgiving and to praise you. Father God, you have allowed us to be an example for so many on our journey, Father God. Lord God, whatever prayer requests we have before you this morning, Father God, prayer for healing, prayer for salvation, prayer for reconciliation of family, prayer for new beginnings, Father God, prayer for direction, prayer for understanding, prayer for greater discernment, Father God, prayer for greater knowledge and understanding of you, or even just prayer that, Father God, that you just continue to keep us praying for finances, Lord God. Lord God, whatever the prayer that's before you, Father God, we ask that it be granted in your appointed time, and we pray for this call, Father, and for sound, Lord God, that whatever go forth through some speaking or discussion, Father God, it will be edifying and glorifying in our presence. Lord God, we thank you, we praise you, and we know that all things shall be done. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, we do pray. Amen. 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 Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just want to thank you, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord God, for this new day. We want to thank you for a new beginning. We want to thank you for the turnaround, Lord God, that you're bringing forth in our lives. We want to thank you, Lord God, just for being our God, for being our shepherd, for being our healer, our deliverer, for being our most high God to whom we can kneel down and pray and lay our tails before, Lord God, and with faith knowing that our prayers are being heard and they're being answered. Father God, I even thank you, Lord God, for that sister who sent up this that prayer, Lord God, that opening up this call, Lord God, for it was filled with everything, Lord God, that we all desire, Lord God, all things that we need, Lord God. We ask you to cover, keep and protect her, Lord God. Continue to shield her and grant her the wisdom, Lord God, of how to pray, what to pray, and when to pray, and to whom to pray for. Oh, God, we pray for every sister and brother that is on this call, Sam, Felicia, and my sister in the back of whom I do not know, Lord God. But I praise you, Lord God, for these sisters and brothers, Lord God, because we are kindred spirit, Lord God. We desire for a closer walk with you. We desire to be in your presence. We desire your directions, Lord God. We desire your healing and your your anointing, Lord God. Let us fall upon us all, Lord God. Cover, keep us and protect us from all danger seen and unseen, Lord God. We ask you to cast down any stronghold that has us bound, Lord God. Any weapons that the devil tried to form, Lord God, we ask you to send it back to the pits of hell. Lord God, we even pray for our families, Lord God, that they will be brought together in unity and brotherly love, Lord God, to restore them, Lord God, and to bring them to your holy altar, Lord God, and let them seek your face and your will and wait for, for their lives throughout this day. Lord God, we pray for even all our jobs, Lord God, that you will keep us in perfect peace, Lord God. Father God, we ask that your anointing, Lord God, be granted to each and every one of us. Bless us in your own time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yako, mm, anybody else want to pray?
Anybody else want to pray going once? Anybody else want to pray going twice? Good morning. Father God, we give you thanks for another day. Another day to fellowship, another day of breath, of life, of just being in your presence, Father. We just thank you for bringing us together once again so that we can come and and reason together with your word, oh God, so that we can draw our, so we can continue to draw closer to you, to the relationship that you want us to have with you. Father God, we come from those who have lost loved ones. <clears throat> I especially want to pray for my my um, sister and her family, um, my spiritual sister and her family in their time of me give them comfort, oh God, because of sudden, the word sudden, where nobody knew, nobody knows, there was no signs, but just a sudden death, Father God, we just ask that you'll give them comfort in their time of need right now, God. Watch over us and keep us as the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. With the mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Father God, walking in unforgiveness, walking in despair, walking in depression, walking in 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 this generation, Lord, we need to draw closer to you. Watch over our steps, oh God. Let our steps be made known to us as only you can so that we can walk around every trap and snare that the enemy puts before us. Let no weapon that yes for and prosper today. Let us walk in health. Let us walk in mental, spiritual and emotional good health, Father God. Let no weapon of against our spirit, soul or body prosper. Any sickness, illness, disease, infection, or plague that has been created, oh God, you can wipe it out of our bodies. And we speak that right now. In the name of Yeshua, we cover our doors and our and our portals and our and our families and ourselves under the blood of Yeshua. And we say we are healed of anything that has tried to be seeded into our lives. And we give you thanks and honor that only you deserve today for your glory and for our good. And then we surely pray. Amen. 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 Anybody else want to pray, want to pray, want to pray? Anybody else want to pray going once? Anybody else want to pray going twice? Anybody else want to pray going three times? All righty. Rotsky did the Komboski did the Kondraski did the Komboski did the Kondraski did the Kombrand. Yes, Lord, as your spirit is moving today, as your anointing is increasing today, Father. 
Mm. Let us have an expectation for the unexpected, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Let us have an expectation for the peculiar. Mm, mm, mm. Let us have an expectation for your hand. Woo! She got to move, Lord. For when God moves, who can stop him? But, Father, we must trust and believe. And sometimes, Lord, it gets hard. Mm. Sometimes it gets very, very hard. But, Lord, your word is true. Mm. Your word is true. So grow us up to the point that we have come to enough relationship and experience with you to have the understanding and the acceptance of the word of God, that it is infallible. But, Lord, you got to grow us up to that point. Because, see, our flesh would just reject it. The carnality would say, no, our mind said don't make no sense, and we're wasting time. It's got to be a different way. What are you doing? But, Lord, as you just step by step remove the layers off of our life, as you step by step allow us to experience you, as you step by step grow us up in you. Ooh, Lord Jesus Christ. If God be for us, who can be against us? But we got to believe and accept and then let you be God. We got to remove ourselves from the situation and the circumstance and let you be God. Mm, mm, mm. We got to let you handle things the way that you know it needs to be handled. And we got to trust you in the process. We got to say, Father God, I turn this over to you and then leave it. At the altar. Lord, right now I just want to lift up everybody's family on this call, Lord. Everybody's family who, everybody's got something going on, Lord. I'm just asking right now for you to move in our family structures, Lord. To move and let your life, oh, shut it up. Let your life come forth. Let your light shine. To cover, to protect, to to heal, to minister, to renew, to restore. I thank you, Father, as your word moves, your spirit moves. But we must first start at home and then go out to the world. We must first start at home and then go to our jobs, our blocks, communities, our businesses. But we must first start at home. Even before we go to the churches, we must first start at home, Lord. And before we start at home, we must first individually start with you. Mm, mm, mm. We must make the time to fellowship with you, Lord. We must make the time. We must make the time 
to get into your presence, Father God. We must not allow the enemy to steal that which is so precious. And that's our time with you, because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He recognizes that he, if we, he can get us caught up in something else and not take the time, make the time to get into the presence of God, he already has an upper hand. He already has a step above. Because, see, what we've done is we've cut off our source. Mm, mm, mm. We have let life get in the way which cuts us off from our source so that now when we need the strength of God, the wisdom of God, the grace, the mercy, and favor of God, we're already walking in a short supply because now we got to walk in us. We got to walk in what we know, how we feel. And a lot of times we don't feel like doing a shanda to both that thing. A lot of times it's the struggle because you might start out on the right foot, but here comes somebody down the street on the phone at your job and all of a sudden just turns your whole day around by just a foolish thing or something they said or did or something unexpected happened. Because you didn't go to the source to get filled up for the day. He says grace is his grace is sufficient for the day, but have you taken the time to sup with him? Like I say, all of us wake up, not all of us. I, you know, I do my juicing in the morning, but so many of us wake up and get our coffee in the morning. That's how we start our day. But have you taken the time to get your Jesus in the morning? Mm, mm, mm. Have, you, have you make the time? To get your Jesus in the morning. Because, see, if you don't make the time to get you some of Jesus in the morning, then you already started out giving the enemy an advantage. You already started out, yeah, see, he, ain't, he, 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 he don't know. I got this right around the corner waiting on him. And, see, the thing about it, a lot of times in our prayer life and, and, t- getting, and getting together with God does not necessarily mean that that encounter is going to change. But how you to respond to that encounter will change. Because, see, there are some things that, well, it's just going to happen. But now, because you've taken the time, you've made the time to get with your master, you've made the time to get some of your strength, your wisdom, now when it comes, it doesn't bother you as much. You're able to respond or you're able to see it coming. I know a lot of times when we used to spar, one of the things we learned, just all you got to do is just have a slight move. You don't have to move everything. Just see, that slight move would be a, a glancing blow rather than a full knockout shot. But see, all that comes from when you get to source. And even so, mm, if you got to take the full body blow, you got the strength to endure it. Wow. You know what? I just thought about that. You know what? I just thought about that. You know, if you really want to take the win out of your opponent, take his best shot and look at him and say, that's all you got. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you something. When you get to the point, when you get to the point in your walk that you are no longer scared of the enemy, when you get to the point in your walk that you will look at the enemy face to face and say, what you got? 
because I got a God that already defeated you at Calvary. You can't do nothing to me. Oh, yeah. When you get to the point that you say you better move because I'm going to break out the word and you're going to be forced to remove yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Will you get to that point and say, devil, I am now going on the offense. You better move. Mm, mm, mm. See, that's what the enemy don't want you to do. That's the growth he don't want you to have. When you are able to walk in his camp and take back everything that he has taken from you. Come on now. And see, all of this is written in the Word, but are you believing it? Are you studying it? Are you allowing God to grow you up to that point so that you can walk in it? It's available to you. See, that's a two-edged sword. It don't always have to be on the defense. You can even use your shield of faith in the offense. You can use it. See, that back in the days when the, when the Romans, they learned how to use that shield, not just as a defense, but also as an offense. Don't take back what the devil done stole. He can get back everything he's taken from you. Those years that he's stolen, the things he's taken from your family, the gift is all of that that God has given you. Go back and get it because God gave it to you. He didn't give it to you for the enemy to take. Go back and get your stuff. Why are you letting the devil go <laughs> by? Why are you letting the devil laugh? I got this one. Because God is saying, son, daughter, I gave it to you. And I also gave you everything you need to obtain it and get it back, but you're not using it. See, when I was on Calvary, I said, it is finished. It's a finished word, but see, you have to apply it. You have to walk that thing out. I can't do anything else that I've already done, but when you choose to use the activate my word, that two-edged sword, and you choose to allow me to grow you up, you choose to let me come into your situation, circumstance, then, oh, my God, come on now, come on now. I got to move because I'm not going to let my word come back to me, boy. When you choose to stand and stand there for on my word, oh, shit, I must make it happen. Why do you think I have you doing these decrees as you're confessing the word of God over your situation, your circumstance, your life? You're activating the word of God. You're putting it out there continuously. God will honor his word. He is not a man that he should lie. So take a chance. Step out on faith. Let God grow you up. Let him prove his word to be true to your own life. Not from your mama, your daddy, your cousin down the street, the man you see on TV. From your own experience. Begin just to step out on his word and say, okay, Lord, I don't, I've been hearing about all this. I'm going to try it for myself. Oh, Father God. Mm, mm, mm. Lord, I'm going to just say right now, Father God, just move. I'm going to say right now, Lord, just just be God. Right now, just penetrate and permeate the atmosphere. Because, see, when light comes in, 
Darkness must flee. It has no choice. So we just give you the praise and the glory, your holy name. I will say amen, amen, and amen. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You got something in your author? Ah, you just said enough. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you just said a mouthful. <laughs> yes, Lord. I just got to go up in here for this. Pray for me. Um, I just need prayer, you know, from when that young man pushed me last week. Got to go for that hearing on him today. Just pray. Are right, we going to do that right me. now? Yeah. We're going to do that right now, Lord. We thank you for this man. Yes, yeah, God. Yeah, God said that. Boom. I said, son, I got you covered. Oh, oh. oh. he said, son, I got you covered. <laughs> I got you covered. My favor, my grace has got you. And now, Lord, we're just going to give you a praise shout out and say, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Covering your son. I got to go to the next Holy Spirit for keeping him. I got to, in the midst of when the enemy had him set up, but God has moved already in this situation. It's resolved. You covered, and the grace of God has already shown. Woo! Shadow Kondasaka. Yes, Lord mm, Thank you, Father. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Ooh, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Confirmation. Yes, mm. if that's confirmation for what you prayed for yesterday, you already told me that I was already protected and I'm in a place of peace. And I heard the word this morning, and I think it's in, in um, King, so uh, around about the seventh, seventeenth chapter, the sixth verse, where Elisha was where Elijah was praying for Elisha that his eyes be open that he may see. Mm. <laughs> See, that's the thing. He prayed that the Lord would open up his eyes, and Elisha looked up, and so he saw him. He was taking mm-hmm. him away from the chariot, and just, with the chariot, and he went into the world with the, the tornado like it going into the heavens, and then he caught the mountain. Mm-hmm. That's what we got to get. We got to get to that point where we can open up our eyes. We got to pray the Lord, open up our eyes, so we can mm-hmm. see, and we catch hold to what is being been left down for us, what's sent to us. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. Open our eyes and yes. see. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. See, see as the Lord sees, not as how we see. That's the difference. Yes, yes. See, as the Lord sees. Exactly. And you know, in Bible study last night, I'm just going to share this. I'm going to let you go on with the lesson or somebody else may want to speak. And, 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 and as Pastor Swift was speaking last night, and we was talking about, this is the, you know, this is Pentecost Sunday, right? Okay. But, okay, coming up. And so when everybody gets get caught on fire, he said, but one thing about it, he said, Donald Trump don't even know that the Lord was using him. Because, you know, when they gave back the city, uh, turned back Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, he said, Donald Trump didn't even re- realize that the Lord was using him. 
See, people go around here and try and do things and thinking they're uh, building up their own name, but they're not realizing that the Lord is really using things. Mm. Even those people are wicked devices, they don't know that the Lord is still using them. The word is being fulfilled. Because when the, Jesus comes back, he's coming back to for, for a, a church without spot or ring. Uh, so we just they, we got to realize and got to stop focus on what is what man see as negative and start seeing the word of God for who it is and what what it can do in our lives. Yeah. And it's just a blessing. It's a blessing to come on the call to, to come in to just to be able to hear these words and it is confirmation that our prayers are being answered. Yeah. Yes, Lord God. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for that prayer, brother. Thank you for, for you, brother. Thank all you all for, I mean, because see, this is what this is about. We draw strength from one another. <laughs> we, every joint supply of one another. This is what this is about. So we all can increase, we can grow, we can go and face what life is throwing at us so that we can be overcomers, not be overcome. We can be victors, not big tongues. Ooh, shut up, come both get it again, they say. So, because see, oh, Jesus. Mm. How often is it hard to stand? <laughs> How often is it hard to just stay positioned? Am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? Why am I doing this? What's this all about? This don't make sense. God, do you really have me doing this? God, and even though, like I said, beginning of childish work, God, is this, is this really your word? Is this really true? Is this really happening? Come on, see, this is the reality of this walk. That's why most people don't walk out there on it. In the, in the parable of the seed and the sower, one out of four actually got his word and it produced a fruit. And then Mark even broke it down even more so about about the percentages of how how how, how you know to the level of the fruit. One out of four. So the word is going forth, and I'm talking about his body. But only one out of four will actually produce of fruit from what is given in their life. So are you choosing to be that one-fourth? It's a choice. It's a choice by you saying, Lord, I accept. Lord, I will try it out. Lord, mm -mm -mm. I'm willing to be foolish enough to try you at your word. Come on now. See, now you're about to get me started again. Because I think about all the foolish stuff that I've done in my life just because. Even as children, I dare you to do this. I dare you to do that. You know, oh, I want to do this. I, I, all the foolish things that we have done at some point in time in our life. Now, why don't you be foolish enough to try God at his word? I dare you to try God at his word. I dare you to see if his word is true. I dare you to keep confessing his word over your life, even when you don't feel like it, even when it don't make sense. I dare you. I triple, double, dog, dog, dare you. Try, try, try. See what happens. Because, see, you know one thing about that? When you do that, 
I ain't the one that got to back it up. I ain't the one that got to, well, well, no. Only reason the word of God will not work is because you don't work it. But it works, people. I dare you to try him at his word. <clears throat> Humble yourself, submit yourself, and allow God to be God. See, and the key, the key. Uh, I guess we're gonna get to the reading of that. You know what? Because I, 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 I don't want to stop God from doing what He does. If this is the direction He want to go, okay. See, the key is you got to get in contact with God's Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, and then let Him let Him guide you. That's his job. See, you got to learn the difference. That's why we study spirit, soul, and body so much. Because you have to learn that yes, there is a spirit of God. Yes, you have three components of your life. They all have their own desires. Your spirit has its own desire. Your soul has its own desire. Your flesh has its own desire. So you're not as crazy as you think you are. Or as everybody puts a label on you. You, yeah, so the more that you try to do right, the, the more struggles or more that you find you're doing wrong. Even Paul talked about that. I want to go left, but I end up going right. What's, what is this thing that, that's making me do that? That's your flesh nature, and it hates doing what your spirit tells it to do. So, yes, there's naturally a struggle, and the struggle will not be over until this thing called death enters in, and you're now severed from the flesh life. Try God at his word. I double, triple, dumb dog dare you with a with a popsicle up your nose. <laughs> That's it. I mean, think about all the foolish things that we have done. But now, when it comes to the most high... His word, and all of now, all of a sudden, we're going to get all stiff necked, hard hearted, self righteous, and, 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 and politically or, or churchly correct. Yeah, okay, that's why it ain't working for you. Mm-hmm. You might have a facade or image. <laughs> My man David, <laughs> think, about, think about this in church. David danced till his clothes came off of him. <laughs> oh, no, no, bro. That ain't how you act in church. David was, after all that David had done, God said his heart, David's heart was a man after God's own heart. That's what God said about David. That man made mistakes. That man was a warrior. That man was everything. I love David. I, I don't know. It's something I've always been drawn to David. Now nah, I probably don't want to talk about the reasons and stuff. But anyway, but that, 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 that spirit that he had, to be able to bounce back, to fight, to be real. How, how many of us will be real? Come on now, see, that's what I need you to understand. Because this battle ain't no joke, people. Cry out, God, I hurt. God, I don't like this. God, I don't, you know what, Lord, let's be real. I don't even know if I trust you. Come on, see, this is the type of conversation you need to have with God because you can begin to get uh, let him in. 
God, I remember, okay, let's be real. I, when you did this to me and when you did that to me, but see, because of, of mis, you know, unbelief and truth and error, and this, we blame God for so much that he didn't really do. But see, not until you grow and mature, Will you will you see those type of things and the erroneous teaching? So it's a lot of different things that God gets blamed for, and it ain't his fault. <laughs> a lot of it is pilot area, pilot error. <laughs> yeah, you 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 steered yourself in that direction. You didn't ask me about it. That's what you wanted to do. But see, these are the things that block us from growing and and growing in His Word and growing in an intimate relationship with Him. This is what this whole thing is about. Christ got off the deity to came back and establish what Adam gave away. He back in the before Adam sinned, God and Adam came and walked around and talked with fellowship with each other, just like we talk right now. He came down in the cool of the day. But when Adam sinned, sin entered into the world, sin was already there. It was around the world, but see, when Adam sinned, when he when he violated the commandment, not Eve, because the commandment was given to Adam, at any point in time, he could have stepped in and told that serpent, he could have cursed the serpent, he could have corrected his wife. But see, again, and that's what I need you to understand, they both had a desire to eat of the tree of good and evil. Now, if in that garden, when sin had not yet entered, they still had a fleshly desire to do that which God told them not to do, back in a state of perfection, they still wanted to do what God told them not to do. So if they couldn't overcome that fleshly desire, then how do you think you're going to overcome it now? And that's exactly the lie that Satan wants you to believe especially when you try to overcome his tactics. He wants you to overcome it in your strength. He wants you to overcome it in, in what you know and how you feel and get emotional. And, and, and he might even throw a couple of scriptures out there. He just laughs. Yeah, I got another one. This is like in the movies where, 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 you know, you put up the cross and Dracula goes, well, it only works if you believe it. And that's the same thing. Satan knows the word of God better than you and I do. Satan goes in the presence. Ask Job. I I know I've been praying for people, and they're like, oh, okay. They haven't counseled about these people, certain people right now. I like, oh. Sir, some of you all, they have had counsel or have counsel about you right now. Come on. See, these are, <laughs> Dre don't even want to talk no more. Because <laughs> he like, really? He, he start, he's starting to see and hear so much stuff. <laughs> because this thing is so real. <laughs> but understand who's really in control. See, if you get to the point of your walk that you really know who's in control, you're not worried about the demons. You're not worried about the foolishness. What's the worst thing that could happen to you in this life? Somebody take you out. Bam. You did. You shot. You killed. And you immediately are with the Father. So the worst thing that could happen to you in this life is the best that it will rid you of this meat suit and everything that you've been struggling to understand and know. Now you see it in clarity and understanding. Your, your battle is over. You are a child of God. So if, they, if somebody takes you away then you are with the Father because you have chosen to believe that Jesus is your Savior. 
So now if you can begin to get that understanding in your walk, that will help you to be able to face your giants and those things that the enemy is throwing at you to get you to back down to quit. That would allow you to say, you know what? No, my, no, my, my daddy God, he didn't give me this for you to come and take it away. Come on now. That'll give you the strength to stand and stand there for even when the devil comes. Mm, mm, comes at you left and right. And you know what? And then to trust God's plan because he says in his word that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. That means the path that he has set me upon, there's, pleasure, there's an expected end from God. So, so I don't under, have to understand all of this. I got to just get in contact and walk this thing out. See, that's the kind of attitude that God needs you to have so that you can be overcomer. But again, that attitude is only for the one and four because everybody else will give you a reason or an excuse as to why not. No. Uh-uh. You crazy. Don't take all that. That ain't what the Bible says. <laughs> like like Jayla yesterday, she, she read something on Facebook, and she had the audacity to go get into the Word and see what they said and what the Bible said and what that person said was not lining up. What's wrong with that girl? Don't go get the Bible and see what the Bible says. And then when she read the Bible, then she read Facebook. She read the Bible. She Okay, this ain't making sense. This is what the Bible says. It's not what that Facebook says. That's about the same as back. And see, now we got social media, but that's about back in the day when the movies. Well, it ain't happened like that on the movies. <laughs> well, in the movie, this happened. In the movie, that happened. Yeah, well, see, see that's what's wrong with us. Why, why it's not working? Because we, we believe in social media. We believe in the movies more than we believe in his word. Okay. Okay, I, I guess I just need to go ahead and get to the teaching because we just been everywhere. Okay, you on point, brother. You on point. Hey, I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm going to say this one last time. I just double dog, triple dog, dumb dog dare you to just to try him at his word for yourself to see if it's true. Amen. <laughs> but actuality, I guess, again, God being God, because we only got, well, in this book, a couple of paragraphs don't make no difference because this, 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 yeah. So, one more matter needs to be noticed. A great danger looms before us if we live and walk by the Spirit too much. Hmm, interesting. Although the word does emphasize the believer's personal spirit, the word also informs us that the significance of one's spirit is due to the indwelling Holy Spirit. The reason why we must walk and live in the spirit at all is because our spirit, being the habitation of God's spirit, is where he expresses his mind. The leading and discipline we receive therein is his leading and discipline. And stressing the significance of the Holy Spirit we are at the same time emphasizing our own spirit since the latter constitutes his base of operation. Okay, I'm going to go through all that again. Hmm, should I back this up? 
Yeah, I'm going to back this up just a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to start off here. Since our flesh is continually active, we must ever be vigilant against this intrusion to our keeping the teaching of the Holy Scriptures. So that's what we just talked about, how our flesh is constantly, your flesh is going to war. And the Word of God tells you the flesh and the spirit wars against each other. There's a constant battle. The flesh wants to have its way. Have its way. We know the Bible discloses the mind of the Holy Spirit, but were we to observe the Bible perfectly, we would still not necessarily be following the mind of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because often we search the many teachings of the Scripture with our natural mind and later do them in our own strength. So now he says the Bible discloses the mind of the Holy Spirit, but were we to observe the Bible perfectly, we would not still be necessarily following the mind of the Holy Spirit. You have the mind of Christ inside you. Remember, once you become born again, your dead spirit now comes alive to God. Your spirit is dead to God. You got a spirit inside of you, but it's alive to the world. So now you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. So now your spirit is alive to God. So that's why I say you're born again. But what also happens is once your spirit is now born again, the Holy Spirit moves inside of you. That's why I call him roommate. So now he's in that area of your spirit. Remember, you comprise spirit, soul, and body. So now he's in that area of your spirit. But the only way that you will hear from him is you got to go to where he's at and commune with him. If you choose not to go to where he's at, and see, this is what he's talking about. You you study the word of God, you read, you, you're doing all these godly things, but did you go to the God, did you go to his Holy Spirit to ask God what to do and how to do it? Even today when I was there, I said, well, you, I kept going and going and going. I said, well, you know what, Lord, this is your call anyway. See, so often we get caught in traditions and rules and regulations. You got to understand who really, really wrote the rules? If you go back in some of the, in the healings in the Old Testament, well, the New, well, the New Testament, actually, yeah, I'm going to say the New Testament, when the healing with the with the leper or the lady with the issue of blood, legally they were wrong. But according to law, they were not supposed to touch Jesus. They were not even supposed to be around. That's how the law said. But understand that God. He fulfilled the law, and he supersedes the law. So then if you go to the mind of Christ and listen to him, he'll tell you specifically what to do and how to do it. That's why I say he's your mentor. But if you just try to do godly things because you think it's right or what the Bible says, that's what you're supposed to do, is okay. But is that what the Holy Spirit told you to do at this particular moment in time? Okay. Well, I feel like I lost my place. Yeah, because I did. Okay, we know the Bible discloses the mind of the Holy Spirit. Were we to observe the Bible perfectly, we'd still not necessarily be following the mind of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because often we search the many teachings of the Scripture with our natural mind and later do them with our own, our own strength. Although what is understood and is done agrees perfectly with the Scriptures, it is nevertheless done without the dependence upon the Holy Spirit. And see, that's again, 
honestly, you gotta, you have to, again, you have to learn as he has to teach you this, that everything needs to be done through God. That's why you encounter situations, circumstances that you're overwhelmed, overcome. It's tiring because he has to teach you how to tap into his. Because if you're, if you're doing it, then you're doing it in your strength. If you're doing it in your strength, you're doing it in your flesh. And he tells you in the word that no flesh is going to glory in his presence. So now, as you're going through, because what, what do we do when we're going through trials and tribulations and heartaches? And we have a tendency to turn to God. We have a tendency to say, okay, God, I'm going to try it your way. Because, see, before we were doing things our way. But as we go through these, we have a tendency to begin to accept and to draw nigh to God because the other stuff ain't working. <laughs> we were talking about the gifts the other day. <laughs> I love what Mark said because I sure was thinking it. He's talking about you earnestly design the gifts, and we're like, yeah, really? Come on now, let's be real. We didn't earnestly desire these, not, not at first. We needed them. Something wasn't working. We needed help. Okay, okay, okay. And then God began to bestow upon us that which we needed. And see, most of the time you don't even recognize what's going on. You just recognize that this particular thing that you're doing is giving you peace. The way that you're now doing it, not the way that you were doing it before. You didn't recognize that it was a gift in the God. Or whereas before you were struggling, now you kind of, because you choose to stop, okay, Lord, show me how to do this. And then you begin to do it from the way he shows you. You didn't know that was a gift of wisdom. See, these are the things that are available to us. But so often, because, we, we, because again, understanding the flesh is going to war against the spirit, you're going to naturally have an inclination to do it your way. It's just the way that it is. The flesh has its own desires. So God has to grow you out of yourself, retrain you, and the way the systems of the world are set up, you're naturally going to, that's the prince of the power there. So he's got systems set up to pull you away from God. So this is no coinkadink. Things are purposely set up to pull you away from God. So God has to grab first, grab hold of you and save your crazy behind, me included. Don't think I'm you know. And then now I got to spend years trying to clean you up, trying to get you right, trying to get you to start thinking and seeing, as my brother said, seeing as God sees. But that takes time. The, more, the whole matter has remained within the realm of the flesh. Wherefore, not only what we know in our spirit concerning the mind of the Holy Spirit needs to be checked by the Scriptures, but also what we know from the Scriptures must be carried out through our spirit. So what we know in our spirit concerning the mind of the Holy Spirit needs to be checked by the Scriptures. Now recognize he's breaking the difference between your spirit and the Holy Spirit. So in other words, we always got to have the Bible as our reference. That's what God gave us. That's our reference. So anytime we, we, we go to the book, and if what we're hearing or feeling is not lining up with what says in the book, then we need, okay, something's off. There, there are a lot of other 
um, spiritual teachings that are out, like the Book of Enoch, and I've read some things. And I'm not saying those things are wrong, but all I'm saying, you must always, there's a reason God didn't put them in his word. So when you go, because see what's going to happen, as you begin to grow and mature, he's going to begin to expose you to different stuff. He's going to begin to bring, well, he's going to begin to bring certain things, and the enemy is as well because he wants to get you caught up in deception. So now, as these different things are beginning to come across your plate, what you do, you see, this will help you not to be judgmental, but also get an understanding, a great understanding. As long as it does not disagree with God's word, then okay. But at that point, then that's when you know you need to cut it off. Even a lot of our other quote-unquote religions, a lot of them came from the Bible. Come on. See, the thing about the word of God, Satan knows it's true. Satan knows it's power. So what does he do? Okay, I'm going to take it. I just got to mix it up a little bit, get alive with the truth. So that way I can get you in error. So now you got a lot of other people walking around and talking about they're believing in God, and, and this is true, and a lot of the other religions, and, and, and seeing their spirit, and, and, and see, because, again, your spirit is alive to the world, you can have supernatural experiences, but they're not leading you to Jesus. Because, see, that's the key that is in the Word of God. The only way to get back to God is through Jesus. That's the differential, differentiation that people want. Well, you know, I, uh, okay. And one of the things you can learn is you ain't got to argue with them. You say, okay. Let the Holy Spirit use you to plant a seed. You pray for them. And God will begin to move in their lives. Because, see, often they want a relationship with God. They just didn't know that they're in error. So right now, Lord, I lift up every unsaved person, that, that, that every person who's caught up in infallible, in, in error, in, in deception, I lift them up before you right now in the name of Jesus. I'm asking Holy Spirit to move on behalf of them. Because, Lord, they are your children. You're just trying to draw them into the correct way, Lord. Even those encounters that we've had on this line, Father, they have a desire to know you, but, Lord, the enemy has tricked them, and the spirits are not actively moving in their lives. But, God, we serve the Most High God. Mm. Even witchy poo in her coven that we pray against, Lord, you still see she had a desire for power, but God, show her where the true power is. And that is in you. Mm. So we stand on the behalf of each and every individual right now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm. The whole matter has been remained within the realm of the flesh, wherein not only do we not, not only what we know in our spirit concerning the mind of the Holy Spirit needs to be checked by the Scriptures, but also what we know from the Scriptures must be carried out through our spirit. Do we not realize that the flesh craves priority, even with respect and keeping the Holy Scriptures? <laughs> the flesh craves priority, even with respect and keeping the Holy Scriptures. That's where self-righteousness comes in. That just opens the gate. And you don't even recognize pride. You don't even recognize it because you're doing these are things. These are godly things. Yes, this is what the word says. And now you're doing all this stuff in your own strength, in your own understanding. See, the only way that you can walk according to the word of God is by revelation from the spirit of God. 
That's the only way. Case in point, how, before you got saved, hopefully you are, how often have you heard about Jesus being the Son of God? But not until the day when you had your own personal experience to let him in. Say, so, you know what? It's something different. Yeah, I need him. I, 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 yeah, I'm. You may or may not have been in church. You may, may, but you heard about him, especially in America. Even if you go to well, now nah, they got so much craziness. But John three sixteen. So you heard, you knew of him, but it was one day that, for whatever reason, it was different. And you say, I need him in my life. See, that's the revelation by the Spirit of God. That's that's how His Word works. Other than that, it's a bunch of and, and see and see. That's why you you can't when people talking about the Bible is full of I'm talking about my yeah my favorite employee. The Bible's full of metaphors and I'm not a P. I said spell a word. He couldn't do it. But anyway, <laughs> you know allegories and 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 it's not okay. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dispute that from the carnal mind. Yes, but from the Spirit of God? Oh, no. Not from the Spirit of God. But he had, again, that's why I tell you to try him at his word. In your own experience. He'll prove it to you. Because even some Christians, I, I, let me say, let me, let me be real. A lot of Christians say that the whole Bible ain't true. I don't dispute them. I just know they haven't grown up to that point yet. Because, look, I read the Bible sometime, and I'll be looking cross-eyed. Yeah, okay, God, really? <laughs> I, Bible, I ain't going to talk about some of the stuff he be having me doing, like, really, really, and, and this is going to work. Oh, Jesus. But, again, you he, has, he will grow you up to that point, but it's going to only come from the Spirit of God. See, that's why I say the Word of God is alive. It's a spiritual thing. But you need the Holy Spirit to reveal and to grow you up in that capacity. Well, for not only what we know in our spirit concerning the mind of the Holy Spirit needs to be checked by the Scriptures, but also what we know from the Scriptures must be carried out through our spirit. Do we not realize that the flesh craves priority even respect and keeping the Holy Scriptures? The spirit has intuition, but it also has power. It is consequently null and void if we understand any doctrine in our mind, while at the same time it remains unexecuted by the power of the spirit. Wow. Hmm. The spirit has intuition, but it also has power. The power of God resides in your spirit. It is consequently null and void if we understand any doctrine in our mind, while at the same time it remains unexecuted by the power of the spirit. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, you got a head full of scriptures. You got a head full of this. But what are you walking in? That's why I tell you constantly apply it for yourself. At some point, that's okay. So the reality of it, as we're babes, as we gotten saved, you're literally, you know, growing up upon, on somebody else's faith. You're seeing them walk it out and try it out, and it makes sense. And, and let's be real. Even that initial stage, it feels good. But over a period of time, you're going to have to slowly do this thing for yourself. You're going to have to leave mom and daddy's house 
as the birds they see the birds they throw you out the nest because see they recognize your wings work but you're not flapping them and until you flap them for yourself you won't know that they work so you'll stay in the nest just trying to get fed but God says no you know what you need to be fed you need to fly and you need to understand that you can't fly so bam life happens and, and until you grab hold of the understanding that the power of the spirit that's inside of you with the word of God will work, you're going to remain dormant, stuck, stagnant. And that is not how God ordained for you to live. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But you have to understand, you have to, oh, my God, I'm going to say this. I'm going to keep reading. Not only doing it, but you got to learn you're going to have to do it his way. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that one right there. One more matter needs to be noticed. A great danger looms before us if we live and walk by the Spirit too much. Hmm. Live and walk by the Spirit too much. Being balanced pulling back, but your pulling back and my pulling back could be different. I, 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 I honestly wouldn't tell anybody to do what I do the way that I do it. And, uh, I, I even look at myself cross-eyed, but God has grown me up to that point. So, you know, don't, don't, don't. But you... See, what will balance you out is the application of the word. Because other than that, it might be spiritual really is in your head. Because <laughs> you're going to talk all that smack and you're going to sit your butt up on that step. You ain't coming down. Well, the Bible says this, and I can do that. I can, I can do all things. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Well, um, Okay. I'm going to mess with my sister, but but I, I, I'm i messing with her because I, even this morning I heard the change in her. And, uh, and, and the messing with her is, is in the fact that when you ask her what is, what is her purpose, it's very broad. But now God is really beginning to fine-tune her purpose. What do I mean? Perfect example. As I'm dealing with the 501c3s, this is another, and I have this big image in my. And, and, and what is it that you need to? What is it that you want to do? Huh? Well, I want to. No, no, no. What is it that you want to do? You need to be able to define exactly what you need, what what you want to do in one sentence. Oh. Okay. So what do I mean by that? Well. You know, I'll, I'm a child of God. I'm growing up. I'm growing in this grace. What do you? I'm, I'm experiencing this. Okay, what is you supposed to be doing? I, I'm, 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 I'm supposed to be leading by the Spirit. What is you supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be walking according to what He tells me. What is you supposed to be doing? I don't know. But again, we have to grow in that process. 
grow with that understanding, and he begins to fine-tune us. So in my sister's case, he had to get rid of a lot of stuff so now he can begin to fine-tune her. So now she can begin to become more laser-focused. And that's what uh, Charles talked about the other day. Like the light that's in the room, it spreads all over, and you can see everything, but that laser focus that the Holy Spirit begins to become grow you up in, it'll penetrate through things. It'll penetrate through walls, steel, etc. But again, you gotta, he has to grow you up in that. So what I'm saying is don't feel condemned or beat up. No. Everybody who has gotten to some, whatever level of uh, uh, success that we might deem success had to go through the same process. So if you can begin to understand that, I don't know, so I got to surround myself by people who do know. I got to surround myself by people who are at a higher level than me. And I got to humble myself and learn from them. If not, I'm going to continue to be stuck. I'm going to continue to be where I'm at. And if that's not where you want to be, then you need to make some changes in yourself. And see, even going back to the spiritual experiences, that's what happens when you talk about all the spirituality. And with God, and I always say, how effective is what you're doing? Is it really working for you? Because if it's truly working for you, not, <laughs> if it's truly working for you, the line, that's the funny thing about, you know, except for the fool who's in the White House, people who really got it, they don't often have to flaunt it. Especially us as people of color, we flaunt everything and ain't got a dime in our pocket. <laughs> you know, so... What am I trying to say that when you're all of this, that, and the other, if you re- like <laughs> having spiritual encounters with demons, eh, whatever, dude, what do you want? I'm, I know that you can't do nothing to me, and evidently God is allowing me to talk to you, so there's purpose behind it. What do you want? Now, have I always been at that point? No. Stuff getting moved around in the house, stuff getting set, altars, and what the hell? A door's flying open now, like, oh, it's you again. Go somewhere and sit down. But I've grown to that point, and that's what God wants all of us to grow. So, but again, that's that spirituality component he's talking about where you're so spiritual. As you begin to apply this thing, you'll really see what works and doesn't work. And my, one of my favorite models, if your best ain't good enough, you got to find a way to make it better. You're you, you sitting up here telling me about all these things that you can do to make money, but you about broke as two left feet. Okay, I'm going to keep working. Although the word does emphasize a believer's personal spirit, the word also informs that the significance of one's spirit is due to the indwelling Holy Spirit. The reason why we must walk and live in the spirit at all is because our spirit, being the habitation of God's spirit, where he expresses his mind. Okay. So the word does emphasize the believer's personal spirit. The word also informs us that significant of one spirit is due to the indwelling Holy Spirit. So again, your spirit and the Holy Spirit need to spend some time together. That's your mentor. He'll correct you. He'll grow you up. And your spirit needs to submit to the Holy Spirit. He's your roommate, but actually he needs to be the one who's your boss. He needs to be the one that's telling you and, and correcting you because he's the one that's going to really teach you the word. He's going to teach you. He's going to teach you the word through application. 
See, we want to learn the word by reading it, which is a portion. Now, when you're reading it, you're giving your carnal mind something to work with. But see, when you're reading it, and see, see, perfect example. Growing up, we do this, so I'm going to just start reading the Bible. And that's good. You start reading the Bible. So the next step needs to be before you start reading the Bible, okay, Holy Spirit, show me what you want me to read today. <laughs> Big difference. Big difference. He will begin just to direct your steps. And, and what do I mean by that? Because he'll take you to some, like yesterday, I, I said I wanted to, wanted to um, I just wanted to have an encounter with David, so I began to read Psalms. And I said, well, I'm going to just start off with the first couple of verses. And I just read, you know, I go through my own processes and I, I'm feeling fit. Then I just, well, I'm going to read. I went and did something. I came back and I read some more. This time I just happened to flip it off. I just flipped over and I came to Psalm 62 when I read. I was like, bam. I sent it to a couple of people because of, and I know some, some, some exchanges that we've been having. Hold on, I see it one second. Hello? All right, let me call on this other phone because this one's dying. Welcome to Talk Show. Enter your PIN. You are now joining the call. So although the word does emphasize the believer's personal spirit, the word also forms that the significance of one's spirit is due to the indwelling Holy Spirit. The reason why we must walk and live in the spirit all is because our spirit, being the habitation of God's spirit, is where he expresses his mind. Okay, that's how we commune, we relate, we hear from God as spirit to spirit. We worship God in spirit and truth. He is a spirit. So through his Holy Spirit, he connects with our spirit. That's how it works. This is how he, this is how he made it to work. And you, that's what the mind of Christ is. Leading the leading and discipline we receive therein is his leading and discipline. In stressing the significance of the Holy Spirit, we are at the same time emphasizing our own spirit since the latter constitutes his base of operation. His base of operation is in the spiritual region of your life. You are a tripart being, spirit, soul, and body. God, the spirit of God resides in your spirit, not in your soul, not in your body. This is what the word of God teaches us. Our danger upon apprehending the work and function of man's spirit is to retire, rely entirely on it, forgetting that it's merely the servant of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So what he's doing now is he's separating and having us understand that we must always be in submission 
to what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. See, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it came and dawned on me. As we're growing in the spiritual arena, God starts showing and teaching you things. You know, the wisdom of God. So now once he's taught that to you, it's yours. But now you need to only use it when the Holy Spirit tells you to use it. Because if not, then, okay, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Well, right now this is what's coming easiest to me to come to. Ministering to somebody, laying on hands, praying for the sick, rebuking demons. Okay. God's growing. <laughs> Even though Gully's running from me, he's growing them up in there and I'm laughing. Dre, yeah, okay. So you start growing this capacity and healing for the sick and this and other. Um, did God tell you to lay, him, lay your hands on that person? Well, no, you saw that there was a need. That they were sick. But did the Holy Spirit tell you to go lay hands on that person to rebuke their demon? Why do you think that it was the seven sons of Sceva got their butts kicked? Well, they, they were just moving, and what they saw was good was the spiritual thing they were doing. Well, he said, Jesus, we know, and Paul, we heard of, but who the hell are you? Oh, dude, they'll come, they'll come at you. So when, when you're growing up in this stuff, listen to the Holy Spirit. Okay. Pray for them. It's never wrong to pray for somebody. Okay. I will. Well, let me stop that too. Well, let me say it like this. You can start praying because I did that yesterday. Started praying for something. Okay, that's enough. There's nothing else you need to do because they're going to do their own thing anyway. Focus your energy on this over here. Yes, Lord. So if you start praying for somebody because you see a need, now, in your prayer, what is your prayer? You start communing and talking to God about what's going on because you see a need. So now, if he says go over there and lay hands on that person, you go over there and lay hands on that person. See, again, see, that's the, when I'm talking about effectiveness, that's what we have to learn how to do. Even in our conversations, a lot of times we're just talking to be talking. It ain't because the Holy Spirit is trying to talk through you to express a point to, for something to be learned. Sometimes we get to rambling because we rambling. And I'm going to keep reading. The leading and discipline we receive there is this leading and discipline. And stressing significance of the Holy Spirit, we are at the same time emphasizing our own spirit since the latter constitutions based on operation. Our danger from apprehending the work and function of man's spirit is to rely entirely on it, forgetting that it's merely the servant of the Holy Spirit. God's spirit and not our spirit is the one upon whom we wait for direct guidance into all truth. Hmm. God's spirit and not our spirit is the one upon whom we need to wait for direct guidance into all truth. If man's spirit is divorced from the divine spirit, it becomes as useless as the other parts of man. See, that's right there when I even talked about connecting with God as your source. And literally, the moment that you stop, just the, the source of your spirit is God. So the moment that you stop communing, communicating with God is the moment that you walking in you. That's like Samson getting his hair cut off. He's going to jump out at other times before, but dude, you just lost your source of strength. And that's when he got his butt whooped. The man's spirit is divorced from the divine spirit becomes as useless as other parts of a man. 
We should never reverse the order of man's spirit and the Holy Spirit. It is because many of the Lord's people are ignorant of man's spirit and its operation that we presently have that we have presented in these pages a detailed account of it. This does not mean, however, that the position of the Holy Spirit is in a manner inferior to that of his own spirit. The purpose for understanding this faculty of man is to help us to obey him more and to exalt him more. So what he's doing, he's outlining and giving direct understanding so that it helps us to understand is the Holy Spirit is above your spirit. Then you got your soul and your body. If that's how it's ordained to walk. Don't think that your spirit is above the Holy Spirit. In other words, what, what he's really saying is, you don't tell God what to do. And that's what a lot of us try to do, and then we wonder why it don't work. Even when God gives you a path, and that's what happens to a lot of us, you know, we're, okay, I, 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 I want you to do this. I'm ordaining this. I'm, I'm showing you this is what I want you to do. Okay, I called you to be this. I called you to be a businesswoman. I called you to be a this. Uh, you know, I called you to be a teacher. Okay. Now, does that mean you're supposed to actually run out there and start teaching? No. Nine times out of ten, when that happens, he got to grow you up in it. I mean, think about it. Did you? He might tell you you might have the desire to be a teacher when you're a child. You didn't know that was God putting that desire in you then. You didn't run off there and start teaching because you weren't capable. You still had to learn yourself. You had to go through training and education and, 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 and stuff. Now, all of a sudden, after, after you go through high school, four years of college, and then even whatever after that, now you're qualified to be a teacher. But you didn't recognize that that was from God. You were just, you know, you wanted to be a teacher. So that's what I'm saying. So this is just an aspect of showing you how the Holy Spirit works. But you got to grow up in this thing. And all the time, you need to understand that the Holy Spirit is telling your spirit what to do. You don't tell the Holy Spirit what to do. This should exert great influence on our guidance. The Holy Spirit is given primarily for the benefit of the whole body of Christ. He abides in each individual because he dwells in the whole body of Christ and each is a member of it. The work of the Spirit is corporate in nature. Hmm. He guides individuals because he guides the whole body. Wow, now that's powerful. The work of the Spirit is corporate in nature. He guides individuals because he guides the whole body. So now what he's talking about, that's why he'll give you your portion. He'll give some. That's why you got to walk this thing out in faith. You don't know when you're going to have your divine encounter and bump into that other piece that is necessary for the success of what you're trying to do. I had, in all honesty, I had no idea that Gully was going to come over this this house and that he was going to be a part of what's going on, but God did. Oh, hell no. I know he had no, he clueless too. But now we both recognize that death was orchestrated by God. Back in the days when we was kicking in high school, you know, doing, doing us, we had no idea this is what God had in the plan back then. But now, as we both have grown and matured, and now we say, okay, Lord, we're, we're submitting, we're seeing, we're moving. But see, he was working in me as he was working in God. And see, that's why it's very important that you work your butt off to become the best you, the God that calls you to be. 
Because, see, if I wasn't in my proper position, then Gully could not be affected the way he needs to be affected for him to get his proper position. Same thing. If I had not gone through all the hell that I've gone through, I would not be able to be on this line right now to speak to you, to from, to give you what's needed. And, and at this point, we're imparting to one another. So it's a corporate thing, but God is giving you your individual portion. And so it's important that you grow yourself up in God by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So now when you get to a certain point, he said, now I'm going to show you my other plan. And that's why the Deuteronomy 18 hit me the other day when they talked about Moses I'm sorry, the body of Israel, I'm sorry, the Jewish nation being in the desert for 40 years. I was almost on the floor after I read that because I said, Lord, because I've been struggling in this thing for 30 years, over 30 years, going, Lord, really? You have no idea how often I quit, how often I said, really, God? I ain't going to tell you. But now I go, oh, that's what he was doing. Oh, Okay. I'm saying it easily now, and it's the same way with you. One thing that God constantly is telling me is that what we're doing is a movement. Now, what do I mean by what we're doing is a movement? In other words, it's not just me doing something or you doing something. A movement is when a body has come together that has affecting a lot of other things. So I don't really understand how prayer shifting ministries, now TCWM, is a movement, but it is a movement of what the body of Christ is doing. And in its due time, it will be revealed. But, see, we got to continue to walk the thing out by faith and, and, and quit focusing on everything and everybody else, but focus on what God has given you. I'm going to just keep reading because y'all don't want to hear that. He guides individuals because he guides the whole body. He leads each of us for the body, sake of the body. The movement of one member involves the whole body. The guidance of the Holy Spirit in our individual spirit is related to other members. Spiritual guidance is the guidance of the body. In order that our movements may therefore be related to the body, we need to seek sympathy and agreement from the spirit of two or three other members. Even after we personally have received guidance in our spirit, what are you talking about? Confirmation. Making sure you're on court. That's why, that's why we have that leadership call. That's why we get together, we talk about, we joke, we laugh, but it also is more than that because iron sharpens iron. And that's why I tell you all, you all need to be hooking up with people on one accord, getting together, praying together, exercising your faith. Because, see, I'll go off there. I'll do, leave me to myself. Oh, man, please, I'll go off in error. In error. I'll make a mistake. But now, because... I've got Dre, Gully, Charles, Theresia. So when I start being here, come on now. And it's the same way with me and them. And we can interchange because they got their individual strengths and, and, and gifts. So that's a necessity. It's a vital component to growing, to increasing. And I'm going to keep reading. This principle must not be neglected in the spiritual work. Oh, much of defeat, strife, hatred, division, shame, and pain has been due to the independent move of those who mean well but who follow merely their own spirit. All who follow the spirit should accordingly test their guidance by its relationship to the spiritual body 
to determine whether or not it is of the Holy Spirit. In every bit of our work, conduct, faith, and teaching, we should be regulated by that relationship of the members of one of another. Hmm. Wow. That means I have to be willing to be corrected. I have to be willing to be real, to be accountable. I have to be willing to listen. I have to be willing to be wrong. Hmm. Don't sound nothing like that fool in the wild. Oh, I'm sorry. In conclusion, then, along with the spiritual pathway lurks many snares. A little carelessness brings in defeat. Yet there's no shortcut or bypass we can take. We are not insured because we have learned some knowledge. Oh, on the contrary, we ourselves must experience everything. Those who have preceded us can only warn us of the hazards ahead so we may not fall prey to them. If we intend to bypass part of the pathway, we shall be disappointed. But faithful followers of the Lord can avoid many unnecessary defeats. I'm done. I've talked enough. That's the lesson for the day. Yeah. I'd be happy to join you on question time. Let's some conclusions. Ah. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh-huh. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Okay. I'm going to get our watch a fix today, fix today, fix today. Somebody give me some money so I can pay for it. And I thank you for inviting me, sir. Hmm? I said thank you for inviting me in this morning. Oh, no problem, dear. Glad you joined. Glad you joined. You heard something that benefited you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's what it's all about. Well, they say I'm going to roll on out to the doctor this morning. <laughs> you said what? Oh, yeah, I got to roll on out to the doctor this morning. Okay. Well, I'm going to pray for you real quick before you get off the phone. Okay. Father God, I thank you for this woman of God, Lord, who is just literally just willing to be obedient to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Lord, there are things that you are growing and grooming her for, Lord. So, Holy Spirit, I'm asking right now today, Lord, just have a special anointing over her life so she can just experience you, Lord, so she can just be able to connect and flow in the thing because he's got so much for you. <laughs> He got so much for you, woman of God. Oh my God. Yeah, that's going this get it God. Just continue to be patient and faithful and let the anointing of Christ come on in. The anointing of Christ rule in your life and you're gonna see a turnaround in everything that you put your hand to. For you are covered by the blood of Jesus. In his holy name I say, Amen. Amen. Uh, come on down these crazy stairs. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as I say, good morning, and you all have a great day, and I'm off this line, because I'm going to see doctor. All right. Give me one minute. I'm going to put this on. I'll be right back. <laughs>
Good energy fills me. I feel the love. I know it's not me. It's from above. I'm overflowing. I feel the good. It's something on me strongly. If you feel me, everybody throw your hands up and say, His blessings on me, I feel the rain. I don't deserve it, it's just the same. I'm aerial surfing, gone with the wind. His hand is on me, if you agree, can I explain it simply? Go ahead and throw your hands up. I woke up this morning to get it in. No, I'm not playing. This is my trend. No, I'm not perfect. I want to get it right. So I curse my own self. Turn left, focus on my own chest. Reach for the top, don't stop. Yeah. I feel good. I'm so grateful. I feel good. I'm so thankful. I feel good. Man, I'm so blessed. I feel good. Hands up. Breathe 
Thank you, Father God, as you continue to move in their lives. Let the word come forth. Let the spirit come forth. As you cover and keep them and grow them up in you. Illuminate the word of God so they will begin to draw nigh unto your word and rise up in the fullness of your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> the tolling family.
Te lo convoco por boca siempre. One fan. Thank <laughs> you. 
Brooke, Katie Lynn, and Russell. Everybody else on the list, Lord Shingle, Nicholas, Kittles, Dibbles, Terasa, Shaka. Lord, you probably push it, it'll 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 push it, Nick Brandon Hollis America, Hushka to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saka, Saka. Courtney Collin Brandon, Hushka to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saka, Saka. Marissa Mars Maya, Hushka to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saka, Saka. Nick Brandon Hollis America, Mr. Mars Mars, Charles Briggs, Courtney Collin Brandon. Okay. Benny Free, who's going to go fishing, 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 Charles Gibb. Okay. Everybody else on this fish could have go fishing, go fishing, go fishing, go fishing, go fishing, go fishing, Oh Lord, I
नमस्कार यो पुस्तक करता
Nuna, you're praying for you. Please pass all understand. Grace, mercy, favor you. For us, you sisters. Saraga, Sakra. Grow from our gifts and our posts. Run the position, position. Saraga, Sandraka, Sakra. Okay, um, Nuna, Mike, Nuna, you praying for you. Peace, pass is all understand. Yakarasil, Gosushi, Gosurga, Sakra. All right, supernatural, superhuman strength, which could go to Sushi, Gosurga, Sakra, Krishna, Gesna, Fruits. Okay, I'm gonna say everything. What do you want? Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Okay. I thought of this. So we got prayer requests and decrees. Read off the song. Prayer requests and decrees going once. Okay, um, I'm 
Father God, I will remember, Samuel C. Farley II will remember, that it is you who give me the power to get wealth. The purpose and the reason for this, Lord, so that you may establish your covenant. I thank you for the opportunity to be used by you, Father, to be used by you as your word goes forth. I thank you, Shere Kodede Kosele Kofarakos, Kere Kumbos, Kere Kanda, Tokos, Kere Gandis, Kere Kumbos, Saka. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, that's my decree. Anybody else going once? Anybody else going twice? Anybody else going three times? All right, thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you've done today on this line. You call me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You call me? Yeah, yeah, I'm up here. Okay, the the, the computer made an error. <laughs> I went looking for the parts. The part that came up, that's an older part, so there's a, a substitute part. That comes up to $107.66. That's still okay? Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay, good. Thank that's you. Cool. Thanks. Okay. All right. So, Father God, we thank you for your continue to move in our lives, in our spirits, as your word goes forth to do all that you call us to do. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.